Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, ah, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? Adios, what the fuck, Australians? Hello, what the fucking ucks? That's right. If you're listening to this on Thursday, the what would it be? The 28th. I will be in Calgary at the laugh shop. I don't even know where Calgary is. I know it's cold. I got three days of downtime here. I got off the plane from Australia on Monday morning and I left Australia on Monday morning about two hours later than I landed. Get it? I don't. Something happened. I crossed a line. Some I followed the sun I got a day back that apparently I lost. So whatever I saw that you guys didn't in the future, it has now been erased. I have no recollection of that day that I had ahead of you. And today on the show, Andy Dick will be in here in the garage. The lovely Andy Dick, who's having a bit of success with his own podcast there. I What can I tell you? I'm a little bit exhausted. I was on a plane for 15 hours, 14 hours, got up three hours before that uh, to get to the airport. Could not sleep on the plane because I left at like, what, 10 in the morning in Australia, the wrong time to fly back because there was no way I was going to fucking sleep. I watched nine movies. I read a part of the Keith Richards book, which I'm reading like the Bible very slowly, and I'm taking every bit of it in. It is so fucking great. I don't want to finish it. It's so rare that you read about one of your heroes and they become larger in your mind. How is that possible? Man, did we misjudge that guy. What a great book. That's the way it was supposed to be. That was the template set for contemporary rock and roll living. I tell you one thing, it's great to have full use of my BlackBerry again. It's great to hear all those sounds again. I was on a limited access over there in Australia because I think if I made a call, it cost you know $200 in future money. So I don't know. It was complicated. If I text, it was $90. I got a bad plan. But now it, I, I have to be honest with you. I was there for two weeks. By the last three or four days, I was feeling completely isolated. I could not. I was getting on the, the internet maybe once or twice talking to the girl doing that business, doing some Skyping. But I during the day, I, my friend, my phone, was not able to to, to sing to me, to, 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 to yell at me, to pick it up. I, I had no, I couldn't tweet from my phone. Do you know how lonely that is to not be able to tweet from your phone or compulsively check your Twitter? And you know what I found in that limited access uh, without the, the BlackBerry connection, without that extension of my mind and heart and neediness? was that uh, I'm still a little lonely and sad inside. God damn it. That's why I had to get on the phone. Boy, it, you were like, I was abandoned out there. Let's get to, let's get to the important stuff. Arriving back, I uh, thought my cat could talk, but I'd been up for 36 hours. Um, what else? I, I just, I'd forgotten what it was like to have that hallucinatory state of not sleeping for almost two days. If you've ever done any drugs in your life, when that happens... You, you feel like you're back there again. But I but I knew I wasn't. So I was a little tweaky. Uh, woke up this morning. Oh, this is interesting. I want to bring, I want to talk about this. I was waiting on the customs line to come back into uh, Los Angeles. A man on the plane, I saw him. He was sitting behind me, had three daughters and his wife, was in front of me online to go through customs. On his luggage, 
he had what appeared to be a taxidermied set of goat testicles or perhaps lamb testicles. I, they looked like that that animal. I'm assuming it's not, you know, his dead dog's balls that he just wanted to keep hold of. I don't know who would put balls on luggage, but I guess on some level it's an easy way to identify your luggage. Is that ours? Yes, honey. It's The balls are on them. I don't know if they're good luck. It was like a rabbit's foot, but they were balls. Who the fuck does that? Who carries around some other animal's balls with them? And then by by complete coincidence, I'm driving down Eagle Rock Boulevard. I see a, a blue a blue Chevy truck next to me had uh, the fancy rims. It was low to the ground, pumping the hydraulics. So it was going up and down, which means a couple of things. It's it's sort of what I call the... It, it was a Latino-based car, obviously, and it was doing the lowrider mating ritual. But I was... Uh, obviously, wasn't for me, but there was a lot of pumping up and down and it was a glittery blue paint beautiful rims on the back what black windshield uh it had uh, a lakers uh emblem and then as i pulled around behind it i started following the car there dangling from the trailer hitch a blue scrotum now i'm assuming this isn't a real scrotum i don't think he went out and killed the the, the uh, a giant smurf or something, but he went out of his way to have the facsimile of of balls hanging off his trailer hitch. So in two days, I saw two sets of balls dangling from places they should not be. What is that? Is that impressive in any way? Do we? Is does someone who responds to that? Does I? I don't understand the luggage thing. That was just weird to have uh, the small set of real balls, but then the fake balls at the behind the truck. I mean, do women look at that and go, "Wow, look at that! That whole truck's a cock." But if that was true, the perspective is off. They'd have, he'd have to have uh, an actual trailer hitched to the truck with balls on him. The first one was just upsetting, unless he, he honestly killed the animal that he took those balls off of. The second one just seemed unnecessary. It was just a gratuitous display of blue balls. Maybe that's what he was experiencing. Maybe that's what it is. He could just never be satisfied. Maybe that's what it is. Is that possible? Is it possible that he would put blue balls on the back of his blue truck because... He just is sexually frustrated because then I have a little more respect for him. But I think it was more of a macho thing. I guess we all have our own version of strutting around with our, you know, our balls out. But but it's usually you know subtle and it's not real. You know, I don't. I guess I'm cocky. That's sort of the same thing. I guess what I'm asking is, is should I get a small set of balls to to hang from my computer bag? Would that have any resonance at all? Balls in my computer bag. Would it? All right, that's well. Then I'm doing it. That would would that okay? That would impress you. Here's another thing that I wanted to talk about: customer service, not dead. I don't know if you're like me, but I I've gone through several Sonicare toothbrushes because the chargers break. I travel a lot, and I buy them at Costco, so I buy two full sets for uh you know for they come in one box, and I I had a, an old one. And I, I didn't have the first toothbrush. And then the, this charger broke. So I didn't even think to call to get a charger. I thought everything's garbage. Just move on. Go buy some more Sonic Cares. You might as well have six of them, right? Well, the charger broke on this one too. I don't know if Australia fucked with its head or what. Just couldn't handle the, you know, it was in Australia and it got overloaded. Couldn't handle the, to be back in the States again. But it broke, and I said, fuck it. I'm, I just bought this. I'm calling Sonicare. And after being on the phone, exchanging a couple serial numbers, they're like, where can we send you a new charger and a new toothbrush? And I said, I'll tell you where. This is the best day of my life. 
I thought I was I was speaking to someone in this country. I was speaking to a you know a company that give a shit about their customer service, and now they're sending me another Sonicare that I'm going to put balls on. That wouldn't be right. You can't put balls on a toothbrush because that has a completely other doesn't it have a different implication. That would just be weird, right? To have a set of balls on your toothbrush. It would be weird for me because I think that would imply something. It that it's not it doesn't have the same mystery of goat's balls on a piece of luggage or a blue scrotal sack dangling from a trailer hitch. I think that if a woman came into my bathroom and saw a small set of balls hanging from my Sonicare, there would be a long conversation. Am I wrong? Boy, this was a dirty one, wasn't it? Happy to be back in the States. Clearly a little tweak still, but I did have to share the balls experience. There you go. Is that good? Is that you? Yeah. Can you hear yourself well? Yeah, I like it. Andy Dick just came to my house and he's uh, done some dishes. He took a phone call in the bathroom. Uh, I didn't know if we were ever going to get out here. He's <laughs> made some commentary on uh, an outdoor fireplace that I'm afraid to use. I'll buy it off you. But I mean, what is this fascination with fires? You just like having fires? I, I am a pyromaniac. A, a, an official uh, diagnosed well nobody is actually i've diagnosed myself diagnosed yeah pyromaniac i as a child i lit whole fields on fire i lit i, I would burn everything and anything i used gasoline I, one time i got a syringe from school yeah like one of those big ones right syringe, filled it with gasoline <laughs> made a flamethrower it was a flamethrower and i and my and i lit my brother's leg on fire he had horrible like <laughs> third degree burns or whatever degree is the worst i was um that uh, i let's just say i was very sexual at, right all the way from i from as far as i can remember i to remember today <laughs> To right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, I remember in first grade, I yeah. remember bending over all of the neighborhood kids, girls and guys. Yeah. Just, this was just a fun thing. It wasn't so much yeah. sexual as curiosity. Right. Having them drop trow. Yeah. And bend over the um, picnic bench. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like four or five of them, and I was playing butt bongos on their bare butts. Well, that's Gir sort of fun. Girls. That was fun. Right, sure. But I remember my mom on the back kitchen window just tapping it. She was literally just going. Yeah. Tapping, I look up and she just is wagging. Her wagging. Finger. That's no. She's that's like, a no, 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 no. no, no. Wait no, till no. you're a grown man to do that. Have <laughs> yeah, you? Exactly. But let me tell you something. I had a babysitter. Yeah, I had uh, one of them too. But this. But I had a. I had what did yours do? Well, I had a. I had a girl babysitter yeah. that I. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a babysitter fetish? No, I have. I have a couple of sexually inappropriate babysitter stories. Good. I want to hear one. You I have. Tell me yours I have. First. I have a doctor fetish. I, I. I don't care when I go to the doctor if they want to check my testicles if they you know if they want to do that turn and cough situation what about the prostate I, I don't like that i don't like things in my butt but if they if they i always feel like i don't care if it's if they're young or old guy or gal if they want to feel my nuts and and and, and turn and make me turn off i start getting a boner yeah i don't care if it's a if, if it's a haggard old man in, in a wheelchair if he's feeling my nuts i just start getting turned on so strange how often do you go to the doctor then I don't do it for that reason. I'm embarrassed. I get a boner and then I get embarrassed. I'm, I just don't want, I don't do it. I what say, no, my nuts are fine, doc. <laughs> what do they usually say? That hap 
happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes, you know, the, the doctors are getting into it. and it, I, it's No, a, stop it. No, huh? I swear to God, I've had a couple where it, it, it's- Where they're like, it's, look at that. It's feeling molesty, and I get uncomfortable. But let me go back to my babysitter, Please. because my babysitter- I like the butt bongos, too. I think that's something you should revisit as a grown man. <laughs> Maybe you should add that into the repertoire. <laughs> I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll <laughs> do it. But but the, but my, I had a, I had a I had a male yeah. a male. Well, first of all, female babysitters. Yeah. I would watch them fuck. They'd bring their their boyfriends over, and I would just watch them fuck. More than one? Uh, yeah, a bunch. And then, but there was a male babysitter. Wait, did they know you were watching? No. Oh no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a male babysitter that uh, that I found attractive. I found attractive. Sure. Uh, and I was. I remember as a child. You know, I I, I came up to hit. To like, I think, I guess to his chest. I was like a kid, yeah. but I remember him uh, going to the bathroom. He must have been like twenty or something. Yeah. And I remember trying to pull his pants down just to look at his butt. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, I was like very sexual. But that's maybe natural curiosity. I had a babysitter that once uh, when me and my brother, she was like, you know, picked up this huge book and laid on the bed and said, "I don't feel anything when I read." So me and my brother undressed her. We pulled her pants down and looked at her vagina. We had no idea what to do with it, uh, but we, you know, we looked at it. And I, I think we had we had a pachinko machine. You know, the pachinko. Yes, ma- I remember the. Yeah, I think we dropped pachinko machine uh, balls into her, not into her vagina, but onto it. And just if people the, don't know, there it's like, it's like an it's kind Japanese of Japanese pinball machine. Japanese pinball machine that stands upright and With you little you, balls, little tiny silver ball bearing. balls, yeah, ball bearings. So, so we just had those weighing the size around. Of a dime. Right, and yeah. we just kind of dropped them into her bush. <laughs> Thought that was that was the best we could do. Oh, pecunch, you got a pecunto machine. <laughs> then another one I remember showed us her boobs, and there was a lot of that going on. Yeah, there was a lot of stripping. I did a lot of streaking. I did a lot of streaking and a lot of shitting. I knew a guy in high school. You kind of remind me of that in junior high. His name was Caleb, and and he would do. He would show his cock to anybody. Yeah. You would do that. You I were would. That kind of I. I always was try. I was always trying to get all my friends to go streaking with me. Right. And one time, <laughs> I'm st- I'm out there in the middle of the night. It's actually turning into early morning, and we're all streaking. Yeah. We're going from house, just running through the neighborhood. This is in Pennsylvania, in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, running through the streets naked. Where is like that I in said, the state? It's near Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Running like an hour away, running through the streets. The sun's coming up. And I swear to God, I see my dad walking our dog on a <laughs> And how many naked men are running? I think it's me and like two other guys. Yeah. No girls. Right. No girls. But uh, but he didn't see me. How many siblings do you have? Oh, can I tell you a story? How yeah. many how many what? Siblings. Uh, one other brother, his name is Jeff Dick. He lives on a boat in Florida that I bought him. Um, and he's constantly drunk, but I love him. You can he actually has a YouTube page where he does um, it's called uh, Drunk Chef Jeff, and he does uh, stunts that are far more dangerous than Jackass. He's he's a fucking he's idiotic and when what, it comes what, to his stunts. What was the other sibling? And he that's it, just him. And he and we were both adopted from different families, and he's part American Indian. But let me tell you a story. And you're both you have drug problems and drinking problems. Hi, how are you? Yeah, and how are you today? I'm fine. I have Thank one too. You, you just, do? Sure. I've been sober you? eleven years. So you're going to tell a story about what? My dad. Yeah. This is now here. Now I'm now I'm full blown experimenting with homosexuality. How old are you? I'm probably seventeen, maybe eighteen. Did you look at it as experimenting, or did you just look at it as what you wanted to do? 
Were you aware that like you know? This no, because I didn't know what to do. Like I, I, I you know, I. But I, what did experiment mean? You, you like found I a straight guy, and you were like, "Hey, do you want to? Can I touch your pee pee?" Or, or what? What is? Yeah, it? there was a there was a guy in school. He was on the track team. His name was Pete. Yeah, Bowler. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Pete? If you're yeah. out there, give me a call. Actually, he did give me a call about a, a few years ago. I would say about five, ten years ago. He called me up. He said, "I'm married. I got kids. I want to see you again." This is the guy that I'm about to tell the story about. Yeah, I said, "Oh my God, are you kidding? Come on out, fly out to L.A. Sure, let's meet." Yeah, this guy, you know, we were 17 and 18. He was svelte, good looking. He yeah. was on the track team. He yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah, ding dong, shows up at my doorstep, on my doorstep, at my door. Fat as hell, hairy, ugly. And, and this is recently. And I just couldn't do it. I, was I'm was like, he looking I, to do it? Yes. He said, please, can, let's please, let's hook up like we used to. And I said, I try, I actually tried. I felt bad and I tried. We, we went can, out, we went into his car, we drove, or because he had a rental car. Oh, poor guy. He probably, it, probably been repressing this for so many years. God, you were I, the only guy he knew that, that would that do, do it. it. Yeah. But then listen to what, listen to one of, a, he, he, he taught me how to masturbate. Mm. Okay, that's how that came out. I remember he said- How old? I told you, 17 or 18. I, I was a late bloomer. With I came, masturbating? I came once when I was 12, and I didn't come again. What were you doing to come? The first time I came, my my fat neighbor said, watch this, watch what I can do to your dick. And and he just went, I remember thinking, I was thinking about a, a certain girl yeah. that I liked. And when I was thinking about the girl. Was the well, fat now, neighbor? this is what confused, this is why I'm confused. Well, how old was and, the fat yeah, neighbor? Pe- people call me. We were the same age. Oh, okay. We All were right. both 12. Yeah. We were both 12, and he was like fat. He was obese. Yeah. He was this obese guy. Just, like, just wanted yours. to play with my dick. He, yeah. You know, and I'm like, whatever. I don't. Well, why? I think he, why? What's going to happen? I literally, no one taught me anything. Well, that was sort boom, of boom, like. Boom, 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 boom. And it felt like my insides. Had I think that's when my ball, my nuts dropped because right it felt like right then and there because it felt like my insides turned upside down, but yet it felt great. And then I smelled it, smelled like chlorine, and I started dry heaving. And I ran to the bathroom. And it I sounded like he was just up. almost like turning you onto a drug. Like you, you should know this trick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. It was. And, you, and then years later, five years later, after not coming. For five fucking years. How does somebody so sexual and so tweaked as you not come for five years? I, I would just think you would didn't, be. Up. I didn't know I could do it myself. I was retarded. Okay. I didn't know I could do yeah, it myself. Yeah. And here comes Pete, and he's gorgeous. And I and I find myself having uh, fantasies about him. I remember after we he taught me how he said he told me you know I have one ball. Yeah, I only have one ball. That's hot. And I like that's. <laughs> Well, it isn't. But but I said that's weird. Can, can I see it? Yeah. And then he took his pants off, and then I started getting turned on because he had a, he was he looked great without yeah. clothes. Right. And then he and then he he taught me how to masturbate. Yeah. And then he proceeded to he had braces at the time. Yeah. He he blew me. Yeah. He blew me, and he would blow me on a you know like on a weekly basis. He blew me. Yeah. I got I got a lot of blowjobs from girls and guys in high school. I to the point where I don't even like them anymore well i, I mean well, no, but like but, you know, but people... i didn't tell you the story yet but i'll i'll get to it but where we which one with him where my let me just get right, to go it. ahead so yeah. so we were in, in, in an advanced experimental stage where we're past blowjobs and we we're completely drunk on jack daniels in my living room of my house That's late what I used at to night drink. yeah yeah like three or four or five a.m yeah once again the sun's starting to come up yeah and i guess my dad since he was a lieutenant commander on a submarine and he he had that navy 
intuition regimen no no it's just that oh, schedule oh, of i was trying to wake up yeah <laughs> super early we're we're in check the, the troops <laughs> and he did on this particular onto the lower deck, deck. <laughs> <laughs> he comes downstairs and this is at a moment where we are both butt ass naked yeah. he's on all fours yeah and i and we're both laughing well he's laughing he's and then he starts throwing up and we, I opened the sliding glass door just so he could stick his head out and throw up outside. But I'm on top of him. Like, it looks like I'm fucking him in yeah. the butt because he's on all fours. And but I'm on weren't? him. And we're both naked. No, I wasn't. And oh. I never did yeah. with, with him. Um, and so he's on all fours. He's, he's, I'm on him looking like I'm humping him. He's he- head out the sliding glass door vomiting. And I'm laughing hysterically. I turn and my dad is standing right there. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What did he say? <laughs> he said nothing, and he turned around and walked out, and we never talked about it. Well, that probably happens on the submarine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably nothing new to him. No, probably. You I'm, probably. I never thought of that. It might be. I wish we talked about. It. He's not alive anymore, and I. I really. I, I. I. Now I miss my mom and dad. They're both dead. Both, and I miss them. And when when they died at the time, I was like. Great, now I can just like let my hair down. But I really miss him. Well, what do you what do you regret having not said? Well, what I nothing. I mean, we always said that we loved each other and all that jazz. Were they were they always concerned about you? or Did they reprimand you? I mean, yeah, my dad dad handled that. My dad always wanted. You know, he got to see my early stages of comedy, and it's all it went downhill from there. But he it was he always said, I really wish you would be more like Bill Cosby. <laughs> Black and old. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't it was seriously. Well, but I, but, but by, was, were they alive for news radio? N- no, my my uh, mom was, but my dad died when I was like twenty one or twenty two. No, but, but my mom was at the very very beginning. In fact, I had to um uh, fly up there. Yeah, I flew up there because she started getting real. To Pennsylvania. Bad. No, no. Th- at this point, she got remarried and lived in Olympia, Washington, and I flew up there. And and she died right in front of me. And then, I, you know, it's almost like... She waited for you to do it? She waited and, and then gave me the gift of... Because it really was special and, and, and awesome to... It, no, it really what, was what to happened? be there with her. Oh, she have cancer? She had cancer and, and, and she just died right in front of me. And when she did, she kind of, she kind of lifted out of the bed. Yeah. And <laughs> this is just like my mom. My mom was very sarcastic and very funny i think i got my humor from her she literally was laying there back like this yeah not doing well and the nurse because she was at home we did the hospice thing the nurse said i can her kidneys are shining and this and she's actually dying right before your eyes and i thought oh she's like can't hear me and she wasn't responding or anything but out of the blue she sat up opened her eyes and and shrugged and went well she just was like i guess it's time to go (laughs) is that true (laughs) i swear to god she went I laid down and died. Oh my god! It was magical, really, and 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 it was a gift she gave me, and I was able to get on a plane and go back and shoot that episode of News Radio because I, I told them I'm going to have to miss it, and then that episode was dedicated to my mom, but they misspelled her name. <laughs> they misspelled. Did it. you have them fix it? I think I I begged them to fix it for the DVD. So, I don't I don't know if they. Did. So now you and your brother are both adopted. Mm-hmm. Did you now? Did you find your real parents? I did. I asked my mom when she was still alive. I said, you know, I'm, I'm 
you know, no, no offense or no, no disrespect. Yeah, they've to got you. to expect it. But, I, but, I, but I, I really am curious. And yeah. Can you help me out? My mom started crying in front of my eyes. Just start crying. Yeah. I, so I never brought it up again. Then when they died, I still took a two or three, maybe even five years, and I said, you know what? I'm just curious. I man. can't. I, I, I don't know how you couldn't be. What do I you have, need? I have to. I need it. Oh, I have one. I just have phlegm in my that shake. Yeah, I'm most curious. You can edit that out, right? Maybe. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, that's what you're gonna get worried about? <laughs> oh, it's just so gross. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, but but I found them. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. Were they together? Or were they separate? What was? No, it? no, no. My mom. Here's the whole story in a nutshell. My mom was 17, uh, in in high school. She got knocked up from a a uh, amateur uh, boxer. He was Golden Gloves, five states, and he was a bricklayer. And uh, she only had sex once with one person at the time. It was him. She got pregnant with me. She went to him and said, look, I think I'm pregnant with your child. And he said, no, it's impossible. He denied it, and they never talked again. And I found her, and we, we really connected. Her Could you see a resemblance in everything? Yeah. Her name is Lynn Tomlinson, and finding her was incredible and crazy, and it would take a whole hour to tell you that story. But I found her, Amarillo, Texas. I was conceived on Route 66. You know, they fucked in a house right on the historic uh-huh. Route 66. <laughs> Did you go put a plaque there? To <laughs> I should. Conception place I, of Andy Dick. I should. Yeah. And she and 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 I met her and 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 I brought her out here and we had this. We connected and we walked along the. Was beach. she surprised? Oh yeah, she was overjoyed. Did she know who you were? Overjoyed. Did she know no, news radio or she, anything else? I don't think she did, but she quickly learned because her her. Her other kids, she had kids and she got married and divorced and she has a whole life, you know. So you have all they these knew. half brothers. Yeah, I do. Did you meet them? Yes. Oh my God. So we're on the beach. We see whales. I've yeah. never seen whales in, in the wild before or since. Yeah. But with my mom, it was magical. Again, once again, yeah. it was a really magical experience. But then I started, this feeling started creeping into my system, into my psyche or my mind or my emotion or my, his, whatever it was, yeah. this feeling of, oh, now you want to be part of my life and that I couldn't get rid of. I couldn't get rid of this nasty, like, you fucking bitch. You're the one that got rid of me. But you, you brought you her. You crapped me out of your fucking cunt and then you threw me away. I, I really like got But you brought her into your life. I did. It's like a weird dichotomy. I know. Did you say that to her? That's very touching. Yeah. You crapped yeah. me out of your cunt and then you threw me away. Did you? No, she knows how I feel and I, I'm struggling with it to this day. You talk to her? Yes, but not, we, at first, it was, like this I said, is, yeah. magical. Right. We were talking all the time. And and why I'm like, did you get rid of me? And then I just, now I, I don't talk to her much. But then, then, I, then I got mad at her because I said, can you help me get in touch with, with the father? She's like, no, he's not a good person. That's literally what she said. Does she he, know you? He is not a good person. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you. Okay. okay, are we done? No. <laughs> I'm going to walk out like, like, like Gallagher. Gallagher. No, I don't. I don't think you're a bad person. I, I'm not. I, I just think you have a a bad good time. No, I have a great time, and <laughs> other people around me they have a problem with that. I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> By the way, I'm sober. Just okay. so you know, I'm completely well, stone cold sober, and I've been sober for a while. I'm hung up on this idea that uh, this idea that did you feel that all your life? When did you learn that you were adopted? I always knew because 
they told me all forever. And there was a book called The Chosen Child. They tried to smooth everything over with this children's book called The Chosen Child, so that so that I had the feeling that I was I was chosen. You're special. I was special. Well, you are special. But I mean, did, <laughs> did that thing happen? Did that hang over your entire life? Like, why was why did my parents throw me away? Why why was I just just as a, as a, as a, as a simple curiosity? Right. But I'll tell you. Um, uh, people who are adopted. There's a book called The Primal Wound. My brother has three adopted children. Let me tell you something. It it's it 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 can't not tweak your brain. It can't not tweak your brain. You're right. with someone for nine months, sharing a heartbeat, sharing fluids. You're you're with them. You come out, and if you're immediately taken away from them forever, it's just your brain goes, "What? Where is that person that yeah. I was just in for Where nine the people, months? Where's that person I share all that?" that organic liquid substance with yeah it's like you're off kilter for the rest of your life and then i bought a book that everybody said gotta read this gotta read this gotta read this and it was called the primal wound i started reading it and the 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 woman who was adopted said that her psychiatrist made her write a letter to her mother her real biological mother with her left hand because she's going to access a different part of her brain that's more truthful right you know this could be all bullshit yeah but anyway she started writing the letter and it said and she started writing she said dear mommy when are you coming to pick me up? Oh. And she put the pencil down. And that's when I put the fucking book down. I, I started bawling my eyes out. Like I that. completely related. And, and, and the other thing that, that I remember from the book before she got to that part was that, that this is, it's called the primal wound. Yeah. And she said, it is never going to heal. So I'm thinking, why am I reading this fucking book then? <laughs> I wanna, I'm trying to heal and move along. If it's never going to heal, fuck the book and fuck it. Maybe they want you to accept it and grieve properly. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how I would. And I think maybe this is part of the process. I, I feel that. With, so, with, my, with the mother that I met. I met her and now fuck you. Well, now, okay. So maybe you'll get through that. Maybe you won't. But at least you have some closure there. Did you mm-hmm. meet the boxer? I finally did. At first, fascinated. I, I love him. He's fun. Very hardcore did, accent. You know, you, where's like, he from? He's like this. Oh, man, I wish I could. I wish I saved some of the messages. He's also he's from Amarillo, Texas. They're both and know, they're still there. Both of them. And but she got when she got pregnant. It was such a travesty, and it was so. Ooh, that's in 1965. She was carted off to Charleston, South Carolina, for the nine months that I was inside of with her family pussy. Yeah, and. With womb. family, I think you were in her womb. Well, and I came out of the puss. Yeah, that's right, the puss. Okay. Sure. <laughs> the p- <laughs> so she. Anyways, they- then she crapped me out, and then she came back to Amarillo. So I met my dad. He, you know, slowly. I'm in this gorgeous condo I used to live. Is he those- a macho dude? Yeah, tough guy. Yeah. Okay. He, he he used to fight dogs. So you walk he in there. He had thirty pit, fucking pit bulls that he used to fight. You walk in there with your kind of no, no, gay no. self. He, no, oh, <laughs> exactly. He walks in my place. I flew him out. Oh boy! And I lived in these gorgeous condos. <laughs> those ones at Barham. And you went They're hi. Gorgeous. Is that how I talk? No, I'm just you could. You know you what? Know. Seth MacFarlane uh, on on American Dad just last week. They yeah. they portrayed me. I, I whenever they make fun of me, he usually calls me up and says, "Do you want to come in and play?" yourself yeah i'm like fuck it i don't care yes i'd rather me do it than some other fag yeah. or some other person acting like a fucking fag and yeah. that's what they did in the, on american dad they got nick kroll to yeah. come in and he's everybody does it like this and ah i'm Andy Jack. Like, ah, like i'm not that fucking fruity like you you're fucking a, assholes like a manic paul lynn yeah <laughs> 
exactly. Paul exactly. Lynn on speed. Exactly. In, on American Dad, that uh, that alien thing yeah. talks like Paul Lynn. Yeah. Did you notice that? I don't know. I don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Kellen, yeah. hey. <laughs> he talks exactly like <laughs> Paul Lynn. Yeah. I mean, it should have got me to play that part. I'm, I'm just fucking pissed at Seth right now. All right. So your dad walks in. Walks in in my beautiful condo. We're getting along. Things are great. I actually filmed it. I filmed it, and I, the whole the whole first meeting of him, I filmed it as because I was under. I, I had that ankle bracelet where you can't drink for a year, yeah. and I pretended like that was you house mean, arrest. And I did I did a short series on Adam dot com a t o m called yeah. House Arrest with Andy Dick. Yeah. You know Adam Carolla yeah. was a guest. Doctor Drew, yeah. Tom Green, my father, my father's. I never aired. I just didn't do. I didn't even edit it together because I got disgusted almost within hours. He started literally. Go walking around going, so how much is this condo worth? Uh-huh. Uh, so how much did you pay for this? Yeah. And, he, and I could, and at first I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, it's like, a, I think a 1.2 million or, and I, I caught myself and I realized he's really just trying to get working in on angle. my fucking money. And I'm like, I, I looked at him and, and, and did thought to myself. you look like him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking serious? Really? I just get in touch with you and you're already trying to get my fucking money. So he met, he went back and I just stopped calling him. I stopped because we, we had a long, a long relationship over the phone for a while. Oh, the first, the first call was, I think I'm your son. Yeah. Oh, no, you ain't. I don't have a son. Click. Oh boy. He knew that. He knew that call was coming. Yeah. Right away. He was a fucking dick. Then he found, I said my name and I said everything and I said, you check it out. His daughter, who's my half sister. Rhonda, who she's actually a beautiful person. Yeah, she told him, you know, he he he's he, that's true. He's anti. You should check him. He's on TV and all this. And then all of a sudden, I get a call Mr. back. TV star. It's fucking ridiculous. But anyhow, I was going to say that uh, he le- he started getting. You know, I guess he's a man that's used to getting what he wants. Sure, he's this macho. Like I said, Golden Gloves boxer in five states. Yeah. And he started leaving messages on yeah. my machine going, you fucking fruity little faggot. I want you to come out here to Amarillo and look me in the eyeballs. If you ain't going to answer your fucking phone, then you come out here and we're going to talk it out. Man to man, you fucking little fruity dress wearing, skirt wearing faggot. Really? Oh, yeah. Is your, I'm uh, talking about tons of messages. Your like biological that. father. My biological father calling me a fucking faggot. Did it make you upset? I was laughing, and well, I, and and I because you really don't have a relationship with. This I don't guy. give a shit. The yeah. guy's desperately trying to connect with me, so he Fuck can get your money. You, you fucking idiot! But, but do you think? Did you feel it's always about the money? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then after a while, uh, he really got the the message, and I, I I did just see him two months ago in tech in in Texas because I did a little a little tour of my one man show. You know, which is very musical. You probably have no idea about it. But what is it? It's just me on stage, and I, I do songs that are original that that tell stories about. When did you do what this? We're talking about now. I do it all the time. I've been doing it for twenty years. And but I, I mean, is this different than the act that you do where, uh, in a comedy club? No, it's the same thing. Oh yeah. no, okay. That's yeah, so. very you. You've never seen it. Uh, when I do it in L.A., I would love for you to come. But anyways, I did. I did um, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, and Austin just a few months ago. It was a little bit disastrous, but my dad showed up. At like, one what does that mean? How many people did you? Oh no, I, the people came. And no, but everything. I mean, weren't there? What kind of problems happened? <laughs> where, I don't, don't want to get into that. Let me talk. All right, all right, go ahead. Let me talk about my all dad. Right. Show, my dad. I got a mess. I got a message from him saying, I, "You're going to be. I hear you're going to be in Texas. I'll see you in Dallas." Click. And I'm like, and I said, oh, I don't fucking care. He 
at this point he had he had been leaving messages apologizing for he had 17 years sober he stopped drinking so he's an alcoholic he's an alcoholic yeah. like you yeah and, and you <laughs> i don't cotton to those phrases oh you don't no i i don't like thinking did of i call it. myself an alcoholic i called you one. Oh, okay i don't like thinking of it as a disease and you think you of know. it as a hobby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would more so. It's a hot. I cannot tell you that I'm not going to drink again. I cannot honestly look you in the face and say I'm never going to drink again. But I'll tell you what, I don't prefer it right now. Do you I, see it as a problem? I ha- let we can say that I've had problems. That I, not only could we say it, but most of America could probably say it. Directly relate to drinking alcohol. By the way, you came in with quite a cock a drink. Yeah, every morning and every night, I started adding it to my nightly routine. I make this this concoction that is it, it's it's like green swamp water, but it's it's so healthy. It, it it's the reason that I have been able to party so hard. I can I can I mean I, I guess I am proud of this fact, but I can out drink anybody. But you don't think you're an alcoholic? I just don't subscribe to, to the alcohol. Terms you like mean you that. don't you, you don't subscribe why. that it's a disease? Here's why. If I do, it, it, I get angry about it. I get angry at people because if people, you, him, her, America, if they're co- looking at me and going, look at that guy, poor guy, he suffers from alcoholism. It's a disease. That guy has a disease. Mm-hmm. Then why are they making fun of me? Why would you make fun of, of somebody that has well, you're lupus? Fairly, well, you're a public person. Yeah, but and, and there, if there's it's a cer- disease, why are you making fun of somebody with a disease? Why don't you go, poor guy, like the Charlie Sheen crap. Like, I, why, I'm with you on that. I look at him and I go, why is everybody goading him on? Yeah, like, the guy the, is troubled. Did, is it true in, about the machete? Did I don't you? know. He seems to be in a manic break of some Something's kind. Something's wrong. Yeah. And, like, well, I think terribly that people, wrong. But I think people say that about you. But it seems to me that, that, that you seem to embrace it, that there's some part of you that likes this kind of attention. No, I don't. When I, when I, when I, when I drink heavily... I'd, I'd prefer to 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 you know not have it be public. But well, how often? How much of that shit that you get in trouble for is in a blackout? Exactly. Enough said. A lot of it. Uh, that's enough said. You know, really. You know, so at a certain point, I lose. I, I lose. Uh, right. You know, I can't. I'm not. There's. No, I already don't have a filter on my mouth or right. my actions. You add. 20 beers to that well that's what i figured i was looking over your 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 stuff and and the, the trouble you've had and like as opposed to talking about it specifically this doesn't interest me but I, it seems to me it's blackout behavior yeah like you literally come to and you're like i didn't do that mm-hmm. yeah well well that's drinking too much yeah i agree i agree that <laughs> i agree that i there are many 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 times in my life where i drank too much and but i'm telling you i'm still trying to not right this second i'm right. in fact i'm i'm not going to drink for you know I, there's been times where, where i've i haven't drank for three years uh, three years in a row a year in a row here a year and a half over here two months here one month here, yeah. a week here and right now i know i'm in in a very long stretch of complete abstinence and sobriety and I welcome the program. I'm around people that are in the program. Uh, uh, you know, I I, I, I I need support. 
Um, I, I still I'm in contact with Dr. Drew. You well, know, I mean, I but know do you do anything to change your state of mind? I mean, do you have money left? I mean, are you? Is it destroyed you? Yeah, it has destroyed me. Mostly my reputation and uh, people's um, people's faith or trust in in me to be able to. The thing is, is that I never showed up drunk and I never missed work. I never, you know, I was always a very, very good. The people that have worked with me in the past will work with me again, and that's and so I am working. Well, that's I just interesting. Did CSI. I just I did two episodes of Community. Um, I just met with a network last week to do another show. So I, you know, I'm, I have money. I have land, and and property that's well, that's not liquid. Where are you living now? I live in in in. I live in. <laughs> What? You son of a bitch. I live in the back of my ex's house. I live in a shed. The first ex? No. Um, no. You have how many, You have three kids. I have three kids with two different women. And uh, my son, Lucas, uh, is doing stand-up. Just moved to New York to do stand-up. And he moved with no contacts, nobody to live with. He sent me a text this morning that said, I found a place to stay, and here's my view. It was a picture test. text. Yeah. He said, here's, here's the view from the top bunk of where I'm staying. And it was looking down onto a computer at a little desk. And on the computer screen was the poster for Brokeback Mountain. What does that mean? I said, get the fuck out of there. Take the first plane back. You know, it's enough that I'm a little faggoty, but I don't want my son. I don't want that. You know, my, my son is completely straight. But, but you is never this from know. the he first could... marriage or the That's first from, woman? Yeah, I was married to her. She got pregnant and we raced to the, to the um, courthouse and got married. So, you so, have so a, that my son wouldn't be a bastard. You have a son and a daughter? I have a son and two bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I have a son and, and then another son who I guess is a bastard. Yeah. we never got married. No, with the second one. With the second one. So and then a for, daughter. What is, it, what is it called when the daughter's out of wedlock? Uh, a bastard ass? Uh, a bitch. No, I think- A whore. That, uh, they're, they're both beautiful kids. My kids are way better I can't even than see the me. weird thing- They're is, way better than oh me because the, because the mothers. Well, the mothers you, raised them great. How were you? A, were you present? Were you a father? Well, here's what I, I said. I can't see you every a father. Every, well, I am, and I'm a damn good one if I can say so myself. Well, can you? Yeah, I'm just said it. So yes, please. I'm, I'm a really being, good father. I'm not that's being why confrontational. Well, that's that's a, you can be. I don't mind. But that's why. I literally, I saw the movie, uh, Funny People. that yeah. I'm in. I, I don't even think I would have seen it had I not been in it and got invited to the premiere. Yeah. So I went. I saw it. And yeah, my, you know, I have a very. I say one word or something yeah. that I improvised. But the story of it, it was almost like Judd Apatow, who's a friend of mine from back in the, you know. Ben Stiller show. You're days. part of that crew, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. The story really hit a, a nerve for me because it was about a guy who got really caught up in his career and never had kids, and but then he met this girl that had kids in it, and then and I just realized that I was just missing out on, uh, and but the thing is, is that every girl that that became pregnant with me, there's others too, but they just had abortions. But these two girls, I said, look. If you want to keep the baby, you can do whatever you want, but I can't promise you that I will physically be there, but I'll be there as much as I can, and I'll completely financially support you, completely. So, you know. That's the way up, it went? It's up to you. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that for every single one of my kids, I was there, and I'm talking about every day, 
for the first at least five years, which really are the most formulative and important years. And then there would be a rift in our relationship and eventually we would break up. At five, there's a rift? For me, I don't oh. know why, but at about They said, five, fuck you, dad, you get out of here? No, 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 there's a rift in mine and the girl's right. relationship. Oh, I, get it. Right. I was living with them up right. until five years and then me and the girl would, would break up and then I would just visit or the kids would come visit me. But for the first five years of every single one of my three kids, I'm there, I'm fucking wiping their poop off their butt. I'm taking care of them. You know, Lucas, we were, I wasn't even on TV yet when I had Lucas. How old is Lucas now? He's 22. And how old's the girl? I'm 45, by the way. Uh, She's 13. uh, So there's only like five more years until she's the the other one? 16. The girl. No, no, no. Two boys and a girl. Yeah, two boys and a girl. Now, which ones, how's your relationship with all of them? Fantastic. Like I said, I really, really, I really am a good father. They love me. I love them. And do they see you as a father or some guy that's crazy? Both. You know, they know that their father's fucking Andy Dick. They, you know, but exactly. And they have to put up with a lot of fucking shit that I, I really don't like. And there's nothing I can do except move forward and keep trying to, you know, it's like treading water though at this point. Like I, there's so much crap. Like I've there. talked to, I've talked to Ben. I've talked to people that know you. I've talked to Dino uh and you know you came you were you know you're a very talented guy you like you said you show up for work you've done great television work thank you no one denies the fact that you're incredibly funny Mm -hmm. Uh, but now it seems that your notoriety yeah has overwhelmed or overtaken it did i know like you're never going to be able to separate yourself from your infamy unless the uh, maybe possibly the only way is to never never literally never drink again ever never touch a draw like you yeah like why did you stop can i ask you why did you stop and how have you been able to not drink for 17 years 11 11 years. seven that's your dad but he started oh, yeah. drinking again he's well, after he met me <laughs> seriously i swear to god he started drinking again did you that, did you try, did you get that, him drinking again no no oh. but that's where that's where the messages uh started coming out of his drunken oh he would, really he would, he would play johnny cash and sing it and then he'd turn it off and just go into a so he's wasted hate rant. Did you relate me. to that? No, because I don't. You know, I don't hate him. I never left him any hate. No, but when you get drunk, you just seem to want to fuck things <laughs> <laughs> or touch things that you shouldn't. I just, I, I what I really want to do is 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 provoke people. I want to like, I want, I love seeing reactions. It's do like, you like getting hit? Oh no, no, no! But I have been hit. But no, I don't. Who likes to get? Well, I guess some people do. But no. Oh, you know what story you never told? I just remembered um, it. What? When you were on my show off the mic, there was something about a cop, a women, a female cop, uh, and and acid. And do you remember having a relationship with a female cop? Mm-hmm. I was in. I was doing. Um, she's trying to get in touch with me recently too. I. I don't know. I don't want to get her in trouble with her husband, but she, she, she was the arresting officer um, when I was doing. This is this is all coming full circle because I was doing celebrity poker in New Orleans, and I was sitting next to Joy Behar. This is before the View. What did she say, Andy? What's no. the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she literally is like that. She, but I love her. I'm I'm doing her show this yeah, week. I'm sure you are. Well, because everybody wants my opinion of Charlie Sheen. I did last time I did her show. It was when Lindsay was going into jail. Like I have a PhD on this fucking topic. You, well, you, that's so funny that they're looking at you as a voice of reason, and you're the only one that still has been able to continue doing drugs, dodging bullets left yeah. and right. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, let's ask Andy. <laughs> I, when I did her show the he's, last time, he's still fucked up, but he's funny at least. I know when she when she had me on for yeah. the Lindsay thing, I was drunk. Uh, I do was you know drunk, Lindsay? And I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, we used to hang out a little bit. We, because like I feel just because I have this amount of sobriety, we'll get back to the story in a minute. And you ask me specific questions mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. about my sobriety. Is that like because I'm so, you know, in my mind, I get very moved by the struggle of people that are fighting with addiction. And when I and when I hear about that struggle, like when the, I haven't talked about Charlie on on air at all, other than I I I, uh, I compared him to Icarus. That there's a there, you know that he's you know eventually his wings are going to melt and he's yeah. going to come toppling down. Yes. And I don't think what, what we're seeing here is a drug problem. I think he's having a manic fucking episode. Yeah. And I don't know how long it'll last. But my father's manic depressive, and I know that you know the, the sort of grandiosity and the feeling of of the 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 amazing feeling of power that comes with mania is what I see. Yeah, me too. And it's it's almost, he, you know, he might be close to psychotic break. Yeah. And it doesn't seem drug related. So yeah. the sad thing is, is that we've got all these, this media predatory culture that, you know, because he's so confident and, it. It and he wants it. the attention yeah. uh-huh. that they're going to give it to him because he's asking for it in yep. this weird state that he's yeah. in. Uh-huh. And but, you're right. There's got something's got to give. Of course, something's got to give. So, w- w- what your question with me was that what what I realize is that basically, and it's basic stuff, that there's no way that I can use drugs or drink safely. That I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to you know hurt other people either emotionally. You know, I'm going to cause trouble. Yeah, it's just that that, and there's no way I can control it once it starts. So, you know, I had to figure out how not to start. So on a, you know on a day to day basis you know the rigmarole you know I don't start and I don't but I don't I also you know after a period of time I no longer romanticized it look I got a nicotine patch on you know I, I masturbate a lot uh, you know I have. Uh, <laughs> You know, I have, I, you know, I, I have sex fairly often. It's not like I'm, I'm some sort of saint, but, but no, but that, but that was basically my, uh, my approach to it is that, and after a while, the obsession sort of lessened, and I stopped romanticizing it because yeah. there's that, you know, if you love, you this don't shit, miss it at all. You don't, you don't want to just sit down and and do and, blow and, for three days and cuddle up and watch, <laughs> no, and watch an episode of I don't know what your favorite show is. I'm gonna guess House with what a drink and then or a with glass a of wine? wine, a glass of wine. I never drink. I never oh, so drink you like that. Coke. I like Coke. I like booze. I smoked a lot of pot. You I, know I mean? see. I like beer and I like wine. Yeah, and I no. and I do and I and I. I but the I thing is, with do. me, is like okay, cuddling up. There's no way I'm gonna drink one. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of drinking if you're not going to get fucked up? And you're okay. So there you are, yeah. cuddled up, you know, watching uh, reruns of Oprah or whatever with your glass of wine. Drop Dead Diva. Okay, Drop Dead Diva. <laughs> it's another fine. girl show, but I love it. But so, how long before you're like you finish the bottle and now you're making calls, like you to know, get another bottle or to get a, some blow? I know, I know, I know, I know. It's I know only nine thirty, and I'm wasted. <laughs> and I got nine thirty a.m. <laughs> what happened? Why are the cops here? Oh, God. You so know, I'm, I have made friends with the cops in my neighborhood. They know where I live. They know how to take me home. They're basically my my local uh, cab company. <laughs> That's, oh, so we didn't talk about where you live. You live at your ex-wife's place? <laughs> I live in a shed. I live in, uh, uh, I think it's called a tough shed, but I, I, I pimped it out. And I, I put five grand into it, and I have into, hardwood floors, and it's just, into, and, 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 and into insulation it. into a fucking shed. Yeah, have laugh it up. The, laugh not, it up. Have you put it on camera yet? I'd love to see a pimped out Laugh shed. Laugh it up. You, you put know, hardwood floors in a shed like that thing's right out here? Like a metal, like, like corrugated this, metal? N- kind of like that. Like this garage we're in right now. I'll, you know, I'll, that's nice. I'll, I'll, I'll take pictures with my brand new iPhone I just got. By yeah. Right? And, I'll, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll email them to you. And you can is it as big on. as this or is yeah, it bigger? It's about this big. It's about this big, and then it's just like, just like this. There's no running water. There's no- Where do you shit and wash things? 
in the main house. I'm allowed to go in the four bedroom, deliciously beautiful main house. Is it, did you pay for that house? Why? Well, I, I pay for everything. I pay for all of the. <laughs> 52 inch there's four <laughs> fucking pl- screens flat screens i pay for all you're of them. in the shed i have one in the shed you my what? shed is pimped out it's, oh, it's, do, do, i don't need anything anymore do you, I'm 45 I, that's what that movie taught me i don't need these which things. movie the fun, funny people the oh. judd apatow movie it really is a good movie no i know i, I really like this it's not a comedy to I me i was crying i wasn't i never laughed but i cried i don't know if he anticipated that you would get this message out of it to uh, feng shui your life and strip <laughs> everything fucking down i got rid of every single thing so you identify with the guy with cancer is what you're saying <laughs> I, there there was i there was a little piece of me in every single character i'm I, sure I, there's in, including little, the women little piece I, of you and everybody <laughs> There's nothing, nothing remains untouched oh, by Andy Dick. That, come on. So anyhow, I, I live in there and, 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 and only <laughs> twice I had to shit. It was, it was pouring down rain. It's 4 a.m. I, I had diarrhea from, from drinking and I, I didn't want to, I just couldn't do it. So I went, I, I, I pooped in my piss bucket. I, I peed in Why didn't you just bucket. go shit outside? I, I did because it was pouring down rain. I did that. The other time I pooped, I pooped. On the on my my fake artificial grass patch I have out front, I pooped on it, and then when I got up in the morning, it was gone because my dogs ate it. Okay, that's a good story. It's disgusting. So now you're living in the shed because it's a it's a Buddhist approach to things. You've decided that this is how you're going to rock. Yeah, it. but I don't equate I it to any no, religion or anything. You but just I simplified just, your life. Just simplified my life. I don't want in anything. the backyard of the house you own. <laughs> Do you get along with that woman? It's a, it's you know there's a reason why we're not going out but yeah as friends you know you you if I could just snap my fingers and show you what it was like just the other night we're we're sitting by the fire together in silence both reading books I'm reading Adam Carolla's book right now by the way it's really well you're funny. not an easy man clearly well I, when I'm not drinking I I can I can curl up by the fire and read a book so what Greg, is, Greg Fitzsimmons book is is really good yeah we talked about it yeah, but, but what, what is everyone telling you what's Dr. Drew telling you what is this support system not to telling drink. you everybody you and everybody I else and my ex I didn't tell you not to drink can, I just told I, you how I didn't drink can I drink if you'd like <laughs> you're funny <laughs> <laughs> but wait I could add the passive aggressive part what happened the last time you drank <laughs> That's good. That's all you really need to say. I mean, there's obviously a reason I stopped again. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. Well, I actually got really sick. I was, I was crapping blood. Yeah. <laughs> From drinking. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Did that stop? It was like, it was like, it was like. Did it stop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, everything's fine. well look you know i know like i what i understand about you and what like you know then i read uh i read a little bit about you because i didn't know all the 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 horrendous dynamics between yeah, but a lot of it's bullshit but between you and lovitz what was that about bullshit you know he <sighs> i mean it's a long time ago already i'm sure you've oh. hashed it out over and over again but no i really don't talk about it because phil hartman to me was a surrogate father my dad died and i i adopted phil as my dad and and Phil was really like the dad that 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 I never had because yeah. my dad, like I told you, was a, was just this this this, this yeah. he was a hammer. He was mean, angry. He didn't and, hit and you though, did he? He hit my brother, which I Jeff I, I, Jeff, which I hear I hear is worse. I hear it's worse to watch somebody get hit. Like and, he beat the shit out of him. Yes, and 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 as a, as somebody watching, is he Jeff it's, older? It's worse. He's one year younger, but he was just a little bastard he was just just wouldn't wouldn't do and you heard it was worse to watch i hear it's worse because you're you're helpless and you don't you can't process it when you're getting hit 
the physical pain of it all you can process it and 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 it's it still sucks but to but to have somebody watch it i hear psychologically is worse well now psychologically the thing with Hart with hartman that you were too close to him very close you don't know i was the only one from the cast of news radio that would go to his house I went to his house for with with uh, with Lena. I would, you know, she's the one the first I have two wife. kids with. No, yeah. second, second. We would go to um to his house for on uh, you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, things like that. The only one. We yeah, were, he was the only one that came into my. I, I have a. I still own it. This uh, 1955 Airstream Silver Bullet trailer. It was like. 20 grand all decked out. I, I used to live in that. Yeah. But I, I I just got sick of hitting my head every time I'd go in and out because the, you have to duck and right. you never get used to it. Yeah. And you know, I would hit it hard. So the the shed has a normal sized door and you know. So so anyhow, he was he was like a surrogate father. He was my father. He would give me great advice and and this and that. And then he tragically died. Because his wife was on Zoloft and then went off it, and then any kind of pills can really fuck you up. And she shot him and shot herself. And people blame me. Why? Because they say that I gave uh, Phil's wife, Bryn was her name. I remember. I met uh, them once. Great couple. They were a great loving couple. Great family. The kids are great. Everybody was great. Why? And then you... pills just fucked her up. Why did they blame you? Did you give them to her? No. Oh. I, her and I uh, partied one night with her, me, and Billy Idol's wife at the time. I don't know if they're still together. Yeah. And it was a one night thing. Months and months, months prior at at Phil's house. Yeah. And and we were all just kind of partying. Not Phil, Phil too. Not Phil. No, he didn't party. Yeah, he would come in. I was going to say he used to come into into my into my trailer. Uh, he was the only cast member. Him and Candy Alexander, the black woman. Yeah, uh, we were the only three pot smokers. Right. But I I would smoke a lot of pot, and they would just take one puff in my trailer. Yeah, it was like a like a Tommy Chong kind of <laughs> metal bong. They would just come and take one puff and leave. Just go to the exhaust pipe and suck it out. <laughs> <laughs> Gigantic, and you'd hear aluminum. you inside going. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, he he um he he Phil Harmon died, and then but but right before I would say a month before the tragedy happened, he called me. Maybe it was two months. I was in rehab. Yeah, this was my first time in rehab. Right. I don't know if you know, but I've been to rehab eleven times. Yeah. So here's my first time in rehab. He calls me. The only cast member, once again, from News Radio that called me while I was in rehab. Everyone else, I was a stinky turd. Uh, stay Did you away. get along with Rogan? No. I hated him. I, he was so mean. He would make the ladies cry. Um, we're How? Fr we're friends now. Well, he was just a, a what's it called, a misogynist, a masochist. He, he was a, a lady hater. What's that word? Mis misogynist. Misogynist. He, he just, and I think maybe still is, I don't know. But he would get down on me in front of the NBC executives. You're high right now, dick. You fucking freak. If you just went out in your train and you smoked pot, you fucking, he's high right now. In front of, like, the NBC executives. And I... I was close to tears. Clearly, this something. is before his four-way into yeah, a that's pot. The, that's the irony of the whole fucking. Has thing. he apologized to you for that? No, but he's, I'm going. I'm doing his podcast soon, so he, right. he. You know, we're friends now. Yeah, and 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 I need I need him to apologize. I really do because he, it was very upsetting. I dreaded going to work because of him. I hated it. Five years of, of, of hell. So Did he bully well, you? Well, let me tell Joe, you. Joe? Did Joe bully you? Yes. 
he was a really big bully. He, you know, he he was a homophobe. He was a bully. He was straight edged, no drugs. Now look at him. Yeah, he's a pot advocate. It's it blows my mind and it angers me because I went through hell for five years under his regime. Yeah, <laughs> it really was the joke. He was. I, I wouldn't even go on the set if I, if I was not in a scene. And a lot of times when you're on a show, you just hang out on the set the whole time. Yeah, not not me. I just couldn't stand it. He he he, he drove. It was. It Did was he have that effect on everybody or was just? Yeah, certain- like I said, he made Maura Tierney cry. He made Vicky Lewis cry. I mean, they would just run to their dressing rooms crying. Huh. He was just a fucking prick. Yeah. He really was. Well, he seems to be born again somehow. So, the pot. Yeah. He relaxed. He, I, I would tell him back then, you need to fucking smoke pot, buddy. You really need Maybe to Maybe he's going to have you on to thank you for finally. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I don't know why. I, I'm glad that, that we're going to reconnect. But, so what's but, the issue with but, Love but, 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 but let me tell you that when Phil called me, in, yeah. in, in, in he called me to say, hey, you know, I'm here to support you and, and I want to, you know, make sure you're okay. But also... Is is the the facility you're in? Is it a good place? Do you think it would be good for Bryn? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why does she have a problem? I didn't even know she had a problem. I was like, yeah, she's kind of going off the deep end with the drugs. And I said, well, this place is great. I mean, it's I love it, and it's it's beautiful. And they, I'm gonna come back here. <laughs> yeah, and I did. <laughs> a year later, I was back at the same fucking place. You know, it's so nice. I think I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm planning my next trip. <laughs> Oh God! Every rehab is like a vacation sure. to me. It really is like, oh, really? I can stop. Yeah. I really can stop. Thank you. Because sometimes I feel, I, honestly, I have this feeling like I'm like I'm obligated. Like people expect me to drink. They expect me to be a wild fuck up. You know, I I, yeah, I really I'm, feel that kind of pressure. I'm sometimes. sure you do. That's why I don't go out. I don't go out because they're because most people in America are. They're, they're all drinkers. They're, you mean they, they're like, come here, Andy, you want some blow? Come need, here, Andy, you, you want some? Yeah, you need to t- do a line. You need here, Take a shot, take a shot. I can't even yeah, I know, do a shot anymore. People do that. But, but anyways, he didn't, he, he never got her into rehab, and months later, she shot him, and then she shot herself, and they're both dead. Yeah. And then and then then they called me, the, the producers and, and, and the, the people running the show, mm. and they, I, they knew that it would upset me the most. And 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 I and they said, do you want to do the show? Keep doing it. And I said, no. The show to me, for for me, it was me and Phil. Yeah. You know that because all my stuff was with with all my character stuff was related to Phil. The, the character that I played, Matthew, and his Bill McNeil character, that that we were like a comedy team, where his character. <laughs> just teased me, like pretended to like me, but then would crap on me. That yeah. that was the whole dynamic if you've yeah. ever seen news yeah. radio. Everything that I, all my comedy was was bouncing off of, of, of Phil's character, Bill McNeil. And so I said, to me, if if, if Phil is dead, the show is dead, I, I, I don't, I'm not coming back. And then they talked to me and talked to me and talked to me. And I, I see now looking back why, because we had done four years, they needed one more year to get it into syndication. Yeah. And th- and they talked me into it, and I said, oh, "Fine, okay, great." And then I come to the set the first day, and this is a true story. I've never talked about this either, but I come to the set, and and uh, and John Lovitz is there. He, you know, he's he took Phil Hartman's place. Yeah. And I, I'm in my car still parking it, um, and he comes up and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, it's, yeah, it's Lovitz. I, I can't do his voice, yeah. but." He leans in, and looking back now, I know he was just making a really, really, really dark joke, which probably 
had he given it a year or two, I, I would have laughed. But at the time, it just happened. I mean, like a month. It was like so fresh. Yeah. Phil's death was just just happened. He leaned and he went, "I know you killed Phil Hartman," and I, I didn't get it. I, I he it sickened me, and then I had to work with him all year. What was he? Imp- what was he implying though? What was like I get what what I told what I said yeah. that I that I literally gave cocaine to Bryn, which I did not. Yeah, we ha- we did have one night of partying. Yeah, but which I talked about. Yeah, but that's nothing. Exactly, it's nothing. And it was months and months and months prior, and 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 I wasn't the one that made her fall off the wagon either. That 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 people imply that you know you partied with her and you're the one that made her. She was sober up until she met you. That is not true either. Yeah, and then. Uh, and, and, and so he, he is, he was implying that I gave her cocaine that night. I had, I was in rehab and I hadn't seen them in months, the whole Hartman family. And, you know, it just got, and then it all, all these years, I don't even talk about it. It still disturbs me, but, but it has snowballed into this. I killed Phil Hartman campaign, which is fucking bullshit. And it hurts my heart. That people would even think that, let alone say it out loud. It's yeah. bullshit. It's complete fucking bullshit. Well, yeah, it's, no, it's it, there's no way to connect those kind of things. You know, drugs are drugs. And then I saw, and then I saw, and then I, I've never been able to forgive uh, Lovitz for just saying that one phrase. And then I think I finally did. And then I, but then I was at, I think I was at his restaurant, Ago, and I was drunk. And this is years later. And I said something to the effect of, Oh look, it's 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 uh, my assistant was with me and he knows the exact phrase I said. We he actually just called my old assistant. He actually just called while we were on the phone. Can can I ask him what it was that I said? Sure. Okay, let me just let me call him back then. But basically I pointed to to Lovitz and said um something he said um Lovitz said that I said, "Oh, look, it's the ghost of Phil Hartman." Oh. Which doesn't make sense. No. I and I don't know why I would say that. But he said Tino said that cuz he was with me. This is Dan. Buddy, you're on the air right now um on Mark Marin's show and I right when you were calling, I was actually telling the story of how we went to Ago, we saw Lovitz, and remember Lovitz said that I said, "Oh, there's the the, well, I'm doing my own parody of my yeah, of me, right. but I said, "Oh, look, there's the ghost of uh, of Phil Hartman." But you said that I didn't say that, and what did I say? No, no, no. Lovett, Lovett said that you, Lovett said that you said to him, "I put the Phil Hartman hex on you. You're the next one to die." Oh, right. It he be- said that to you. Yeah, it became this thing. He said that I said that I put a hex on him, and he's the next one to die. Oh. Oh, so that's what I said. <laughs> oh, so, so I did say there's the ghost of Phil Hartman, but but love but he is... made you a witch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. If I really was a witch, I would put a hex on him. And All right, I'd thanks. Turn for him into a ghost. <laughs> thanks, Tino. I'm going to call you after the interview. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's go back to happier times, and then we'll talk about a couple more things. I just need to hear about the cop, and we shouldn't get too specific. But you know, the cop who busted you. Well, basically, I'm there with Joy Behar, uh, drunk and high, yeah, on marijuana, and to the point where before the sh- before the show started and before the game started, the producers came up, whispered in my ear. They said, in, "On the first hand, go all in." 
and get out of here putting on the first plane back i was just too drunk and right I said, uh, to play poker and, yeah and i'm like yeah. I, i'm thinking i will go all in i'm still gonna win yeah right you know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and i didn't i went all in i lost it all in the first hand and i left and i went into the back office of the casino and i had an assistant at the time i can't remember his name and he and i i would i would always make my assistant hold my pot i don't smoke pot anymore um very very occasionally i did recently at the porn awards in um, Vegas, but anyhow, and then how'd that end up? Not very good. Uh, what happened? You know what? Is that the passive aggressive question again? <laughs> it didn't end up well. It, it wasn't good. You know. It, it, but 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 the, were there the police back... involved? No, All no. Right. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at not. You know. I, I guess I'm just not doing anything. I'm not a bad guy, and I don't do. No, you just weird... touch people. Yeah, but even that—that's me just trying to get a date. I, I mean, I don't. I say I don't inappropriately that every time every date I've ever had it's because I was slightly aggressive and and but it's always consensual. I always ask and I'm always talking with them first. I don't just run up and grab somebody. Why like do they accuse think. you of that? Because they want money. Oh. People try to get money. And All right, so okay, so so, the- so so here I am playing poker with <laughs> with Joy Behar. Go in, go and I get out of the game. I go in the back room. We're smoking pot. I'm like, give me the. Just mm-hmm. Let me have the. You pot. and Joy Behar? Oh, the assistant. No, the assistant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no. Joy is still playing. Yeah, yeah. I, me and the assistant are back. That there. was horrifying. The image for me to getting high with Joy Behar <laughs> was just horrifying. <laughs> that sounds fun to me. And then so we're in the back room smoking, and, and we're in the office of the casino. Right, it's just completely illegal. And they come in and they they bust my assistant yeah because he's the one holding right the pot. so he goes to jail yeah and uh the female officer uh wanted to ask me questions uh and I, you know i'm still still kind of drunk at this point yeah and so we go up to my i said well why don't you just take me up to my hotel room and yeah just i just I, i'm this is very upsetting to me yeah and you just walk me up there i wasn't in trouble yeah. just my assistant yeah so she walked me all the way up alone and i basically you know, we started making out, and I, th- I, and no kidding, I threw her down on the bed, gun and all. She was all suited up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking full regalia. Yeah, hat, outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, bulletproof vest. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And it all came off. Yeah. All came off, I, but not all the way off. Like her pants were down on her knees, and I fucked her. Yeah. I fucked the hell out of her, and then I fucked her again later that night, I think, and then the next morning she yeah. came back. Uh, you know, like in the, in the uh, outfit under, again? under the guise of she needed to ask more questions. Always to, in uniform. So the it just turned me on. Yeah, I bet. And then I left, and I went. I went home, and my my assistant stayed in jail. Right. And but she, because I took did you call him and say, look, I I know you're in a tough space, <laughs> but you remember that cop? I fucked her. <laughs> well, I fucked her, and then she she did me a solid and got him out. Uh, like she just got him out, no charges, nothing. Okay. So so you know it was like I was doing him a favor. And getting my jollies. Yeah, it was like it was a it was a double. You win. didn't you didn't say like do you know what I had to do? No, <laughs> no, she was hot. It was a win win situation. And then she she was just having trouble with her marriage, and and she would email me and, and call really that me. sounds so unusual to me that she's fucking you in a hotel room that there would be problems at home. Yeah, I guess her her husband. I don't know what was going on, but Did recently she, she came. She tried to get in contact with him. Is she divorced now? I don't know. I, I, she she needs to come to L.A. because I don't really like New Orleans. Yeah, I don't really like I, it. It's a pretty amazing place. It's it's neat and it's fun when it's on film, but every time I go, I just get really really sad. I get the the Katrina thing yeah, gets it's, me. It's, it's still kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it definitely just very heart. heartbreaking. 
Well, let's let's talk in retrospect here, just you know, to 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 close things out. Do you have any regrets? Yeah, too many to count. So, in fact, you know what somebody tweeted? I I told people today on my Twitter, which is by the way at Andy Dick. That's it, and I love it. I'm into it, especially with my new iPhone. Yeah, I like it. I love it, and 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 I, I I block people. I block them if they're if they're just outright mean. Yeah. And I warned my my followers today. I said, listen, I block haters unless what you're saying is really really funny. Yeah. And somebody wrote, <laughs> they, they, there was a, a, a string of three days where people kept writing into me, writing in, writing in, going, I follow Andy because, and and some of them are super nice, some of them are are super funny, and some of them are just downright mean. Yeah. But this one was a little mix. Yeah. It was funny mean and 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 true kind of true it's yeah 50, 50. sounds like the best joke kind of, best I, kind of joke i i retweeted it i did not block this guy and 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 i and i retweeted it and it's and and it relates to your question it said i follow <laughs> it's just funny and okay it's really mean <laughs> i can't believe i retweeted it i follow andy dick because his breath smells like semen and regret hmm you like that one? <laughs> I mean, it's not true. The, the it's it's fifty fifty because the regret part is true, right? But I don't really take semen in my mouth. Yeah, and I just don't. I don't like. Like I said, it's to this day. Remember when I was twelve? It's hard to I get said, down, right? <laughs> what? Well, you would know. I mean, what do you do? You do know? Well, I just have you know, ever had a homosexual experience? No, I do know that when when uh, when girls go like, I, I've had I a couple. Don't... I've had a couple women who were like, you know, would spit things out. I just don't like the smell of it since since day one when I when I almost when I was gagging and I almost threw up at the smell of my own sperm. I don't, I still don't like it. I don't I don't mind getting it on me. You can get it all over me, mm-hmm. but not. I just don't don't like the smell and I don't I don't want it in my mouth. All right. Well, now, do you think that if you were able to sort of patch up these things or unburden yourself from your regrets, that you would feel better or perhaps? You know, have more success in not oh, drinking. Of course, I'd have. Well, I don't know if I'd, I'd have more success in not drinking. I'd have more success. I'd have more success in the industry if I if I if I didn't drink. And um, there, you know, I don't regret drinking, but I regret sometimes over drinking, and I regret some of the times when you know the blackout times that we talked about earlier. There's there's a lot of things. There's too many to count, and I I. I will say that if you don't have regrets in your life, you're kind of not really living. No, I, no, I agree with you that. I mean? and, and I honestly think that you're, you're, you know, of the devils I've met, you're a very good-hearted one. <laughs> and, and I think so you think I'm a little, I'm a little. Oh, oh, oh am I like, like the kind of like you little devil, like yeah, that kind, a little bit. So, but I'm not evil. Some people think I'm evil, and I'm really not. No, I don't think you're evil. I think that where that comes from is that when you do get, you know, beside yourself and drunk and in blackouts, that you do things that are, you know, maybe inconsiderate or might hurt yes, other people. I agree. So, with you. so you, you're not evil, but you you have weaknesses that lead yes, to a certain amount of damage. You hit it right on the nose. Yes, that is true. And uh, I just, you know, I, you know, I don't want you to hurt yourself, and I think you seem like you're well, and it's certainly lovely talking to you. I loved, uh, this was fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Okay, that's it. That's our show. That's Crazy Andy. I don't want to say that. That's sweet, uh, troubled Andy. Can we say that? Sure. If you were listening to some of the bumper music today, exclusively to be used as bumper music, is a band called Family History. You can check them out at facebook.com slash family history band. 
Also, as always, go to WTFPod.com. New site is on the way. New site is on the way. Get on that mailing list. Go to the merch. Order some mugs or some shirts or some posters. Check out the new shirt, the Cat Negotiation shirt. That's a, that's a funny one. I swear to God it is. Also, you can go to WTF Pod Shop. A lot of people are doing this and getting some of those older episodes. Uh, the Judd Apatow two-parter, the Mencia two-parter, the Robin Williams, the Louis C.K. two-parter. Uh, I believe we've uh, what else we got up there? A tell. Go check it out. You can also find that stuff if you search for WTF Premium on iTunes. Some of those older classic episodes. Can I say that about my own shit? It's classic. I don't think so. That way, that would have to mean that my entire life pre a year ago is classic, and I, I don't know if I would call it that. But do that stuff. Go to punchlinemagazine.com for some stand-up info. Is that enough? Man. Oh, God, I need to sleep. I'm not, my body has no idea what day it is, and I'm not clear who I am. But that might have had something to do with talking to Andy Dick for an hour. All right, I got to go. I think I can sleep. Can I? I'm sleepy. Oh, I should have left. Still here. (laughs) All right, bye.